In video games, there are lots of objects with smooth, hard surfaces, like weapons, armor, cars, machines, as well as lots of other types of non-living objects with smooth surfaces. How do CGI artists carry out this modeling technique? Beats me. But in this episode, 2302, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG bros, will be diving into the subject when they answer the commonly asked question, what is hard surface modeling? On the CG Bros, CG Insider Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the CG Insider Podcast. If you're a returning fan, it's really great to see you again. If you're new to our podcast, we extend a special welcome to you. In this episode of the CG Insider Podcast, Bill and I will be delivering an answer to another great fan question submitted to our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com, this time by Robert M. from Burbank, California. And Robert asked us, what is hard surface modeling? I'm Sean Johnston, a professional CG artist and animator in the video games industry with over 28 years of experience. And today I'm currently a full-time animation director. And I'm Bill Johnston. I am an industry veteran specializing in 3D animation and digital VFX for Activision and Sony Computer Entertainment and Bungie, to name a few. And we are very grateful to be your hosts for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. By the end of our discussion today, you'll not only learn what hard surface modeling and CGI is, but you'll also hear about some of the techniques and even some challenges uh, using current software uh, to create hard surface models uh, today. And stay tuned until the end of the podcast, where we will give you our take on some of the best tools uh, out there to overcome some of those challenges and, and create your own hard surface models uh, that are highly detailed and, and high quality. Uh, thanks for asking that great question, Robert. Uh, so, Sean... Uh, what what is a hard surface modeling? What 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 is it? Well, I mean, generally it's it's accepted as um, well. Definition of basically is it's hard surface uh, modeling is a technique used for creating three D models with basically uh, solid surfaces. For example, um, you know models you've seen in 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 you know games or movies, uh, models of vehicles and buildings and weapons and and those kind of things, as opposed to um, human made, uh, or human like organic, like living creatures and, and characters and animals and things like that. So it's pretty much everything hard you could see in like a building or anything in your house, uh, would basically be considered a, a hard surface model. Um, what, what's your view on that? Yeah. So, so I agree. I'd say organic modeling, you know, would be defined as the process of, of creating something that's of course, you know, organic, you know, something that's alive or was alive or, or will be alive, um, where hard surface models are, or like you said, more in the creation of inorganic models like furniture or buildings are, are, are basically, I think uh, even at a, at a more basic level, it's it, hard surface models uh, or hard surface modeling uh, is, is really used for shapes or modeling shapes that don't change or, or that aren't going to, you know, that aren't going to, Rigged. Exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, and so that, that's, that's probably another great definition for that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of variance uh, between the two, but there's also a lot of similarities and a lot of principles involved. Um, a lot of them use the same, obviously the same tools. I know you were going to go over some of the, some of the, uh, you know, um, modeling bases, you know, using primitive um, objects and boxes and spheres and things like that. And then um, there's also, um, you use a lot of the, uh, what we used to call NURBs. I don't think anybody really uses NURBs anymore. I know we're going to go over that, but um, NURBs used to be a curved surface, non-uniform rational B-spline, technically called. But um, that was that was the thing that when I first got into uh, modeling was the first thing you do as a, as a 3D artist, learning to, to be 3D artist anyway, 
is you you model objects that you would see in your your house, for example, let's say in your room or your desk or your monitors, things that are very easy geometric shapes that you see every day. Um, those are the easiest things to start if you want to start uh, modeling in 3D versus those going are, right. Those are Go ahead. Those are generally pr primitive shapes, generally, right? Use, yeah, you use, use basic, basic yeah shapes. rectangles and um, you know solid rectangles. Obviously, you start a lot of times. I start well. I started in 3D Studio uh, itself, and then 3D Studio Max, and you draw 2D shapes of anything you wanted to basically make 3D and give it volume by extruding the edges all the way up into a, a full three three dimensional volume in the computer, and and a lot of that. You know, learning uh, how to do the techniques that were involved. There was very, very simple um, techniques. They had a Boolean, which is basically a mathematical equation where you can take two objects and put them together. Uh, so they're basically intersecting and you can do, and you'll show images of that. I know um, that you can do intersection basically where they subtract or they, they subtract the areas that are actually together as a union. Um, you can subtract everything else except the center of that portion where they, uh, the intersection or you can do a subtraction one to the other. So one's basically almost cutting the other one out, or you can combine them together and, and basically make them a, a complete union. Um, so there's, there's, there's different ways of modeling that way, but there's a lot of problems with that because early on uh, you, you would get these weird, you'd either blow up on you or you wouldn't get, it wouldn't, it would just stop working. Do you remember that when you're trying to get something to Boolean or subtract um, just to yeah. cut things, you know, cause you wanted to have, you didn't have ZBrush then. So you couldn't yes. sculpt yeah. things, you know? No. Well, it was very difficult, especially, you know, so, Sean, one of the challenges was, was using the Boolean tool. I mean, when I started using, you know, getting into 3D uh, modeling, I mean, that's where most of us start in the 3D, 3D space. Uh, you know, I was using 3D Studio Max, and I will tell you, uh, Boolean was, was heaven. I came to love it. I came to use it. That was one of my standard methods of modeling hard surfaces, uh, models, and I, I uh, you know, ended up migrating to Maya uh, for many reasons. One predominantly was because it was the tool my work required me to use. So uh, I had to to learn Maya. And uh, I will tell you, it's, Maya cannot do Boolean operations effectively. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's it, it'll pull your hair out. I mean, I, I recall one specific instance at, at work where I was just trying to do a simple trophy and I wanted to, to, to create a base that had, uh, you know, the, the, the name, you know, the, the, the award emblazoned into it. Um, and it just couldn't be done in Maya. It was just, and, and I did it in Max in two, five minutes. Yeah, I mean, uh, 3D Studio Max had that had the ability to do that, but you'd come up with weird surfaces like this in the back where you, you basically took two objects trying to cut into the, um, let's see, this, this is basically a square that has, that's been rounded on the edges, and you're basically subtracting by putting a cylinder through the top and see how you get these weird weird edges on the top here where um, the faces are all, you have different uh, shading parameters on here, basically showing these, how it's messed up and it's not uniform versus, you know, uh, for example, let me, let me show you a better example. That that's kind of a, what you would normally get. But um, if you look in here, you can see, you know, um, what, what kind of, especially at the render time, when you're rendering your, your hard surfaces, when you don't Boolean correctly, having correct topo topology where, where you're using quads as opposed to n-gons, which are n-gons are simply um, faces that have more than four sides to it. And so a lot of times if you, if you're bullying um, something, it subtracts and it, it's trying to do its best guess on the, the uh, object that you, you wanted to subtract, for example, 
and it would it, you'd get these weird vertices in different places and you'd get these triangles that didn't match up correctly um that would be uh, you know more and you have to go back into it and you have to kind of refine it yourself and and basically retopologize it um with quads and especially you'd notice if you did sub uh, subdivision of that um, uh, boolean operation a lot of times you'll really see it, especially on the render side so you can see it right here so yeah i mean i agree with you 100 percent well, yes, if you can use procedural method to, to do your, your uh, create your hard surface or your booleaning. I mean, all these objects were used with the, using the boolean process. And uh, if you, just in case you don't know, the boolean process, as you mentioned, Sean, can, can take one object and cut another with it. And that's what you're seeing here, two cylinders, one cutting against the other. Uh, and you can create very intricate and detailed shapes utilizing this method. Uh, here's a cylinder that's, that's going to be cutting a, a shell of a, of a sphere. Um, you you can do all, and you can bevel the edge and so so yeah the, the try, trying to get beautiful edges on your on your booleans has always been a problem. I think they're solving that now. I mean some of the some of the tools now, especially some of the sculpting tools, and we'll get we'll touch on that later, uh, are can do some incredible things. And here you're seeing a cube cut with a cube. Uh, it's just, just it's just a very efficient way to model, especially and it's quick. Uh, and uh, I, I love I love uh, so there's two ways to say it, boolean or boolean. We say. You know, we've been saying, you know, just I, I think I said tomato, tomato, right? Boolean, you know, so. yes. Yeah, I think so. that's kind of what I, but, uh, you know, just to, to, to go back just real quickly, I mean, a lot of this, the hard surface modeling has been around for a while. Um, you know, 1963 is basically the first time uh, Evans, Evans and Sutherland developed Sketchpad for night. And we talked about that in previous mm -hmm. programs. And it was basically the first three dimensional modeling uh, project or program that allowed you to do simple objects, cubes and prisms and things like that on the computer. And then, of course, a lot of that was was developed for CAD uh, systems, uh, computer-aided design for architecture, mechanical engineering, aeronautical, and things like that. But let me show you real quickly the first uh, Cornell, uh, I guess Cornell uh, College University did a, uh, a an animation using, in 1977, which is basically the first CGI animation uh, of architecture. And let me, let me see, uh, uh, it's, it's very, very grainy, so it's very, very blurred out. You can't see a lot, but basically it's from 1977. That's actually looks really, really good. Um, it was modeled much, uh, the, the students actually in, in um, a guy named Donald Greenberg, uh, professor there, his students modeled much of Cornell University's campus to make it uh, one of the first, actually, uh, I didn't know this, first color computer graphic simulations. So, and then in fact, this was actually on the, the cover of Scientific American. Um, so pretty, pretty, uh, you know, neat thing that you, even back then it, it actually looks pretty decent. I mean, I, I think cause it's blurred so much, you're not looking how bad it looks. There's no, probably no beveled edges or anything like that on this. I mean, you don't see that anywhere else. I mean, we dug, we found that. So you didn't have to dig for that. That that's really interesting, Sean. I, yeah. The ultimate history of CGI and YouTube is where I dug for it. Um, anyway, well, you know, but, and there's exactly, I mean, there, well, there's so many different methods and those, those are, that was polygonal modeling at the at the beginning i mean that's what they had are polygons and and of course they we, we moved on to nerves and uh you know that my i remember my first nerves model was uh, was a shoe i had to make a, a, a nike tennis shoe and it was it was rather difficult because i had been used to, to doing polygonal modeling uh, using extrude and uh, faces and, and and cutting and just you know boolean operations and stuff like that uh yeah i, I will tell you that nerves modeling was a challenge for me personally yeah, I didn't. I didn't do it too well with it. I think it was it was pretty quick um, when I was using Alias Wavefront. Um, it was it was great because the thing is, what you saw in the very beginning of of three D 
was everything was was hard surface models. There were really no characters that you could to speak of. Um, you'd see some that were like segmented where people used spheres or things like that. And they and they basically had uh, segmented characters that looked terrible. Yes, um, even faceting, high levels of faceting. Oh, big time, because you couldn't render all those polygons. I think you had, what, a 486, 66 or something that was all juiced up back then. That was like the the big thing. Would you have like... Eight, I had a DX250, Sean. Yeah, I, I think you had like eight eight uh, megabytes of RAM or something. <laughs> it was crazy. But you, I remember you trying to render this thing that had 300,000 polygons in the scene uh, objects, and it was just like chugging. It was like a, it was like a slideshow, but it was it was amazing to see that we. Could I do did that. it. I did it. It just yeah. took two weeks. That's all. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, I mean, one of the other. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say no. You should tell me about your experience in three D modeling uh, hard surface. Did you guys? Did you do a lot of that or or anything? Well, like I said, I think everybody starts there, uh, you know, and then they move. I think because it's probably the easiest thing to conceive of. Uh, a lot of people, you know, start with animation, but you have to have something to animate. And so I kind of started at the bottom and learned, had to learn modeling uh, and try to do hard surface because that's that's really the, you know, the easiest thing to start with. I'll, I'll be honest with you. They didn't have ZBrush back then. And so, yeah, I did a lot of a lot of hard surface modeling using, the, you know, poly polygons, pushing and pulling, you know, edges and vertices and using using deformer boxes to push and pull and deform my my meshes into semi organic. It really depended on what I was trying to model. But uh, like I said, Boolean op operations uh, were my best friends. I, I love that tool. I love it's just, it's you know, to me, it's just fun to do. Even if I wasn't modeling something, I could sit there all day long and and cut objects with other objects and see what kind of, in, I mean, really intricate details you could come up with that you can't do really by hand. If you try to, you know, some of the shapes are extremely complex. And I know you, you've got, uh, I mean, uh, you know, something you're going to show here with Griebel that, that, I mean, that to try to do anything like that by hand, Sean, and that's where some of these, some of these uh, procedural uh, methods come in. And here's, here's one of those. Uh, this is uh, actually done by uh, Ronan Croyle. And this is some procedural uh, a procedural tool that he developed that to, to create different objects that are hard surface, and you just enter in different parameters. And of course, you know as you scale the 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 the, the model, you can actually see the number of windows and the segments and the ceiling and the number of joists changing and the, the whole topology and and uh, structure changes when, just by simple scaling. And those are all you know independently. Uh, uh, set up but driven uh, by each other so you can just you know by scaling up the building it will add the windows and the staircases and the the, the you know everything that's associated that overhangs and the, the all the decor like gar you can have gargoyles on there and it's all it just you just have to build it in and by you know setting up the certain rules you can create some pretty amazing structures just by uh you know click of a few buttons and uh, you can come up with some pretty pretty nice wow it looks like the dell you know? the dell coronado hotel or something <laughs> that's beautiful yeah wow yeah, I mean, normally you would, you would start with uh, an image and you'd bring it into, let's say, Blender or Maya or Max or whatever, and you would just go ahead and, and, and model something as simple as, as a desk. If, if you're starting out, do that first. Do, do something very, very simple. Now you have, you can bring in high resolution images and your background is as, as a, you know, an image plane and then just go ahead and start modeling around that. But there's, but there's a lot of uh, things that, like we were talking about earlier, about kind of like organic but hard surface um, like these things here, uh, this, this model here, um, uh, that, uh, I guess, uh, Xavier Eureta, I hope I'm saying it right. Um, modeled this and it, this is from his art station account. He's, he's an amazing artist, but look at the detail that you can get into hard surface models now. I mean, to make them so this looks like a realistic object, you've got dirt and grime and rust and, um, it just, just the using, 
um, the software today, I mean, you can get such a realistic view or a realistic render of, of just a, a, amazing. I mean, I'll, I'll look at, just look at some of the robot stuff that you're going to show. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff is just, just amazing that you can get that, that, that quality and that, that realism today. Well, yeah, I think, I think, you know, a lot of that has to, you know, it, it takes place in the shader. Uh, but I mean, as far as, as, as actually using, you know, shaders to model or textures to model, that's also a technique for creating, uh, uh, to model. You know, uh, yeah. Hard surface models. You can actually, well, here, here, let me show you an example of that. Here's, here's actually a, 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 a displacement map, uh, of being applied first, first there's just two levels of displacement. You can use the normal map, like, uh, is being applied here and you can actually kind of preview what, what your surface is going to look like. That actually gives you the illusion of, of displacement, but this is an actual displacement map using a grayscale image. And you're actually displacing the vertexes or the vertices or the geometry itself just by moving the texture box around. You can see that little box moving around on the texture actually changes the, the physical object. So that's another way to do. So uh, it's, sub, hard it's, sub, it's subdividing that. It's subdividing that while it's, while it's um, doing that, uh, Basically, def deformation on the on the mesh itself is it subdividing, or do you have the ability to to adjust that? Oh no, that's it's totally adjustable. It's a procedural thing. Yeah, wow, you can that's amazing. It, it, yeah, where it needs more detail, it just adds that that, that ge geometry there. Oh, somebody at my door. Sorry, we're doing this live. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Bill. <laughs> Keep going. Oh no, and, and and so that that's it. And you know what's really nice about that uh, is. It, it just it's just a, a very ergonomic way to, to 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 work and you can get some results rather quickly so you know it's not like you have to spend hours and hours uh, especially today pushing and pulling vertices and that's you know people really kind of relate hard surface modeling with doing that kind of thing and we're gonna, we've got some examples here coming up uh, that are gonna kind of dissuade you from that idea where we've made some evolution since the old days well I, I I'm gonna just bring into what I was going to show earlier is uh, Jay Machado artist I, he has a, an amazing reel he put out where he's basically a hard surface model i just want to give you some examples of some of the stuff you can do for example he was working on star wars force awakens and this millennium falcon model he actually got a chance to he was going to do part work with other artists on this and because of um some delays um they went oh harrison ford i think crashed his plane he was ta talking about so he actually got the model of this entire thing but you saw the, the detail on the outside of, and you'll see this a lot in, in Star Wars models, like for example, the Star Destroyer, um, the, the Death Star, things like that, where you actually see all these parts that you see on the surface of this model. And here's a video of, of somebody, oh, so let me show you this. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a tool that you can use, uh, like you were talking about with Greeble, but this is actually Scatter. You can use, this is done in um, uh, Blender and he starts with a plane and he basically uses what's uh, what's basically is scattering um, a bunch of greeble pieces, which are basically bits and pieces that have like tubes and 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 there's there's um, boxes and rectangles and parts that have, for example. Yeah, the, the, basically, that's what they've uh, he's done and he scattered over the entire surface and it looks like this massive, um, highly detailed thing that you wouldn't model yourself because it would take you too too long and so you can scatter these pieces around here and give this detail that you you'd never be able to do so pretty That's pretty incredible. amazing plugins now yeah well you know and 3d modeling requires a, a you know a unique set of skills that you know most people you know people wonder you know what is the barrier to entry you know if i want to do some, some of this stuff and it's it's really 
you just need to have some kind of artistic skill and a little bit of discipline. Uh, and I mean, the job market's hot. So, uh, you know, if you can get in and, and do this kind of stuff, it's it's not really difficult. It's just, uh, you know, as long as you have a computer and, and a, has a decent processor and some RAM, like you were saying, and a decent graphics card, you're, you're pretty good to go. Uh, you know, even just to do some basic stuff. I mean, there's there's just a whole realm of 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 uh, you know, especially now, uh, you know, ways you could paths you can take just because you know the the tools are changing. I mean, the the tools have become sophisticated. So when you're thinking about you know what type type of modeling you you want to be doing, uh, it, it things are kind of blending together, and and uh, you know it doesn't really matter now because what's called uh, you know hard surface modeling, what's called organic modeling it, it's 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 all coming together it's especially with the sculpting modeling it with zbrush and stuff and here's a quick, a quick example if i have a second sean i'm going to show you kind of that that hybrid example of of you know using using uh you know a product like zbrush to model a, a, an organic slash uh you know, hard surface hard surface <laughs> yeah. model yeah i mean it's just just a, a beautiful uh just beautiful beautiful work um yeah that's that's this that's, is by guyan guyan by the way well, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of that, there, there's such a blurred line, uh, you know, you, but there are artists that are very, you know, good at certain, I've learned that there's certain uh, artists that, that just really are better at doing um, non-character uh, models. Uh, and and there was, there was a guy I used to work with very, very, and actually went into the film business. He was really, really good at doing, you know, vehicles and buildings and things like that maybe swords and guns but he he just could not do characters very well and so that they have different positions so if you're looking for a job doing this there are those character modelers and then there's the hard surface modelers and they're specific to what they do and they do it quickly and fast and you know a lot of people don't have skills to do both even though a lot of them share the same type of um, skill set Yes, and here's a, here's an example of, of, of some of that work, Jean, you're talking about guns. I mean, this is organic modeling and hard surface modeling put together because these aren't all 90 degrees. These aren't all, I mean, look at the sophistication, the, the, the curvature of some of the parts and the, just the, the way they all come together, the little nooks and crannies. And, and you know, it really is intricate. Um, and that, that's really hard to do, uh, uh, you know, Using one, you know, not using a, a te technique that's not a hybrid like the sculpting technique was used to actually create this this uh, this model. And here's some some just kind of showing you uh, some of the other models that were created using using ZBrush, and um, they're kind of a combination of organic and non-organic. And uh, that's kind of why I like this tool. It's you can you can really do anything uh, with some of these brushes and some of these. Uh, um, tools here especially to do deformation and here's some you know it's instant booleaning sean yeah it's uh, that's, beautiful that's, it's just a really uh, you know I, if i had it to do all over again i i would start if i want to do modeling all over again i would start with zbrush today it's, it's, of it's, course yeah, yeah today it's by far the it's 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 the industry standard and so uh, you know depending on what it is you want to be doing um it's such a powerful <laughs> program i mean it, it really is uh I mean, going back to the days where we are, here's an example of some of the early day stuff. If you see how a lot of the CG back in the day was was all blocky on the left-hand side you see here in this orange block, um, that, that's a Boolean cutout of, of somebody trying to model this, whatever it is at the very end of this. But a lot of things that a lot of modelers make um, mistakes at the very beginning is they don't, they don't bevel the edges. And so when you're rendering, the see how the light actually reflects off of edges. So the more edges you have or the more beveled edges you have, the light plays really, really much, much better for it. And you won't get these flat surfaces. For example, this circle, 
uh, or basically this flat uh, um, uh, circle here. Uh, and then you've extruded it out to a 3D object, but the edges that you're seeing, that's where the light hits it when you've got, when you're rent going to render. And I remember when I first started, I, I didn't do that. I didn't bevel any of my edges and it just, everything, when I'd light it, I'm like, but this doesn't look real. It doesn't look, doesn't look right. No and highlights. So, yeah. The, <laughs> why isn't the light reflecting back? And the guy, a guy just, you know, Hey, he was, he was a buddy of mine just showed me, Hey, you gotta, man, bevel the crap out of that thing. And, and you'll get light bouncing everywhere. And, and, and ever since then, I mean, I, I would do logos and everything, everything was beveled. The very beginning it wasn't. That's why a lot, like I said, you'd see that in, in demos of CG back in the day. And they, they look kind of cool, but they don't look as realistic as it do today. Obviously, the renderers got much, much better and the texturing and all that stuff. Yes. And so have the tools. And, and uh, you know, even, you know, Blender is one of the, you know, there's so many tools on the market today. You know, there's 3D Max, there's, you know, Maya and others, and we can name, name some others. And here's, uh, here's a, some examples of some great, great, uh, you probably seen them in, in, in your, you know, at the, at the theater, but you know, the, the tools that they're out there, you can, you don't have to buy, they, they used to cost an arm and a leg. I mean, to get professional features, Sean, when we were, when we were starting out, I mean, you'd have to pay tons and tons of money to, to, to get the software that could model these kind of things, you know, in any, you know, in, in any sense of, you know, time that, you know, wasn't, you know, a century. Oh, uh, I know. And it would be know, it, basically, no, I'm not, I, you know, unless I'm a, you know, if you're a young guy and you don't have the money, you're not going to tell your, your parents or whatever. Hey, I got, I need this program for $3,000. Um, they're going to go, what are you talking about? Now you can get like free versions and, and, you know, learning editions and, you know, and now of course, Blender for free, which is basically massively powerful program in itself that all these developers are making things for plugins and things like that. But the problem even today though, most of the, the studios, if you want to get into film, they're using Maya. I mean, it's just, it, that's think about how many um, iterations over time. I mean, I was at actually, when I worked for Sony, I went up to Sony Imageworks and went up there and watched them work on some, I think it was either surfs up or another um, short, their work or short uh, film they're working on. And they let us see the actual tools that they had. And so many of those tools have the pipelines built in for years and years and years and refined that they're going to continue to use, probably continue to use Maya unless somebody starts writing stuff on the side and says, Hey, you know, blender, we've got the same tools now with blender and, and your artists aren't, aren't learning necessarily blender. They're, they're using what the industry is using and they're still using Maya and 3d studio max. Yeah, well, I mean, the studios are still looking for yeah those experts, but but they started to actually Sean look for experts in Blender as well, which is not the case a few years ago. Uh, so I mean, if and and honestly, these these skills are transferable. So if you do it in Blender, you can do it in Maya, you can do it in Max, and it's just you know basically interface differences. <laughs> for trying the most to find part. out where they where 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 does where is this that does that in my other program? Yeah, it's pretty much that. It's like a different language. Yep, absolutely. Well, hey, thank you so much for being uh, part of our podcast today. We really uh, had a great time answering Robert's questions, even though I ran out a little bit. But uh, his question was, what is hard surface modeling? And we hope you learned something you didn't know along the way, um, because we believe that you should learn something new every week, whether you need it or not, right? Uh, if you did enjoy the discussion, share it around with some of your friends. We think uh, word of mouth is still the best kind of advertising. Well, of course it is. Uh, hit the like button too, because it helps uh, you to find other people like you who are interested in, in CGI and VFX related topics uh, that we talk here about uh, on the CG Bros Insider podcast. And uh, also, by the way, if you have a, a subject you'd like us to talk about in one of our podcasts in the future, 
Let us know about it uh, by shooting uh, over to our website at thecgbrills.com. Go into the About Us tab and click on the Ask Us Anything drop down, just like Robert did. You know, we do these podcasts live, so you get the good and the bad and the ugly, and we're always looking to improve them. Uh, and we need your input to do that. So if you could leave us a comment below, uh, let us know what you thought. Uh, no guarantees, but uh, there's a good chance we could read it during one of our podcasts, and we, and we do read them. Uh, and just in case you didn't know, we do bring you a new cutting edge of the CG Insider podcast right here every week. Uh, and we talk about all sorts of stuff and having to do a CG animation, digital VFX, as well as other interesting stuff. And uh, you can find audio versions of our podcast and all major audio podcast platforms as well. Don't uh, forget to check out the CG Bros YouTube channel for your front row seat for some amazing CGI short film entertainment created by some of the most talented new media producers and VFX studios out there today. Uh, you can find some cool VFX breakdowns and behind the scenes and making ofs there as well. Uh, so check it out. Well, we're also uh, looking forward to, of course, uh, seeing you here next week's podcast. We'll be answering another great question, a uh, fan question. How is destruction created using CGI? We'll see you here next week. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast 2302. And let me tell you, I'm feeling pretty darn good about this one. We covered a lot of ground, and I hope you learned something new. But before we sign off, I want to remind you that if you enjoyed the show, you can show your appreciation by hitting that super thanks button, buying us a cup of coffee, and giving us a thumbs up. And don't forget to leave a comment, because we might just shout you out on a future episode. And if you're not already following us on our channel, hit the subscribe button and ring the bell, so you'll never miss an episode. And don't forget to share the video with your friends on social media and tell them that they can also listen to the audio-only version on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Samsung Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. And if you want even more insider information, sign up for our free CG Insider monthly newsletter on our website, thecgbros.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And don't miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, how is destruction created using CGI? This has been episode 2302 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. And remember, hard surface modeling is not just a job. It's a way of life. It takes skill, creativity, and dedication to create something truly beautiful. And that's what the CG Bros are all about, bringing you the best information we can on CGI. So go out there, fire up your computer, and create something amazing. Because you, my friends, are the true masters of hard surface modeling. I'm John Alfred, and I'll see you next time. Stay classy. Stay classy.